Here we go. You're tuning in to Will Love Listen. Now listen. First off, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedules to be with me today. I've personally been using 100% pure for years now on and off for like the past two years. And over the past, I would say starting in 2009 out in Jersey Magazine, we kept getting skincare inquiries. So people wanting us to write about skincare and then companies kept on sending skincare products. So over the past uh, just over two years, I've tested over a dozen skincare brands. I have to say 100% pure is in my top three, if not my number one. So kudos to that. Thank you. Really appreciate that. I react to everything. Because, I mean, not only do I have asthma where I'm sensitive to, like, certain fragrances, but I'm, I have a lot of allergies, so I tend to react to any everything. I've been impressed with a lot of the products that I've used over the years. I think your eye cream, the Coffee Bean Caffeine Eye Cream, and the Vitamin C Serum are the best eye cream and vitamin C serums on the market. Thank you. That's so awesome that you're saying that. That uh, really means a lot. Those are a hero products iconic uh, coffee bean eye cream was one of the first products we created and you, the company's only been around since 2014 correct no actually we founded the company so it's myself and two partners we started it in 2004 oh okay wow and we started it just making just making skincare out of our home we lived together up in napa california and we wanted to make healthier products and what was on the market and oh interesting so rick how did you get into the business to begin with so my my personal journey was I got into the industry when I was 17 and uh, I was attending school at Berkeley and I was studying, I went into school studying mechanical engineering, couldn't draw, started playing around with other things, realized I was good with computers and I started programming and doing IT consulting and then I met uh, one of my clients, I was making websites, I made a website for a salon in San Francisco a very high-end salon, probably the, the top salon in the city from my perspective. And the owner would always talk about products. And we realized there's no products for teenagers. And we thought, you know, if we can make some products for teenagers that are cool, because they have money now, teenagers. And keep in mind, this is like late 90s, having this conversation, right when the World Wide Web, as we called it then, was emerging. I said, we can make the products, we can sell them through the World Wide Web, where the teenagers are because I'm a teenager at the time and that's where I'm on. And so we did, we created five shampoos, five conditioners. We raised some money behind the line. Um, my partner, the salon owner actually did that side of it. And we made a beautiful bottle that sits in the Museum of Modern Art today in San Francisco. And we brought it to market and that got me into this journey. And then I started really diving into the ingredients from there. Wow, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So it's always kind of behind that got me into the industry. And uh, I can tell you what brought me into 100% pure because that was a different brand. And we ended up selling it. We took it mass market and sold it off to a distributor. The investors wanted their, their money out. And at the time I was, I was very involved in the formula and I was the one to work with the chemist and figure out the formula. And it was all these ingredients you couldn't even pronounce methyls, ionone, Lanin, like ingredients, you wouldn't know what they are. And you today you would Google to look them up. And I thought, you know, what are all these things? These, this can't be really healthy for you, right? And then I met my current business partner. She was, we were both attending Berkeley, UC Berkeley, and she had a line of powdered mass products. It was under the brand Aquadessa. 
that she launched from her dormitory. And we both were selling our lines to Sephora at the time, which was very young, just a, a, you know, a few dozen doors, and Nordstrom. And I saw an article on her, and, it, and I realized that she was doing something similar, and so I reached out to her. And that's Susie Wang. And we started to have these conversations about what is in the products on the market. Like, there's names you can't pronounce. And then when we were playing with ingredients, formulas, we knocked over a vial on the lab table and it warped the lab table. And we're thinking, well, this can't be good. <laughs> this ingredient wow. the lab table, yet this is a common ingredient in a lot of skincare. <laughs> and so we wanted to bring something. We thought we could make products that are much healthier and much better for people and improve people's lives. And that's where we decided, you know, we'll launch a brand called 100% Pure and we'll make the most pure, healthy products possible that will actually improve people's lives even long-term. Such an interesting story. And um, at the time in particular, it was a much more of a niche market. I feel like now, you know, healthy living and healthy skincare is becoming more mainstream. But at the time, it was a much smaller market. So did you... It was was very small, right? And we were even told when we approached retailers not to put down other products. You can't say there's bad things in products. We weren't allowed to say that. Wow. And what year was that? That was right when we launched 2004, 2005. Wow, that's insane. So that was only, what, uh, approximately around 15 years ago. Such a different world, especially in the skincare realm. Right, it's, changed, it's come a long way. And I'm happy that we were the leaders in this movement to clean up the industry. We still have a lot to do. There's a lot more to do, but we've definitely come a long way to this point. It's so interesting hearing your story because I, it's good to know that you were always involved from the get-go in formulations. And you could tell nowadays that's not the case with a lot of skincare companies. You know, people will say something's natural but or it has natural ingredients, but then you look at the label and there's like a plethora of other ingredients that are not healthy for you or it has parabens in it and so forth. Right. You're, you're entirely right on on that. And one of our strengths has always been the formulas. In fact, even when we launched the brand, I mentioned we were making the products ourselves out of our home. We did that partially because we couldn't find a contract laboratory that understood the way to make the formulas. We actually, I took preservative systems from the food industry that I noticed that was used in natural food and I brought it into beauty and those preservative systems are used today. They weren't used back then and labs didn't want to use them. They didn't understand the need. They would tell us, why are you doing it this way? People don't care is what they would say. And that's why we ended up saying, you know what, we're just going to manufacture ourselves. And even today, we've kept manufacturing and having our own company lab as a, it's a critical part of our brand to have that because that keeps our innovation high on the formulation and our quality and our integrity. And the brand itself, I mean, your products, they're completely cruelty free. But more importantly, when you go on your website, what stood out to me to begin with was the fact that everything is, you know, sourced, naturally pigmented. I rarely see any brand advertise that their products are naturally pigmented and 100% pure, specifically that the formulations adhere to strict purity standards and don't contain harsh or toxic ingredients. Now, could you go into a little bit detail about these harsh and toxic ingredients, why they're bad, and which ones you don't include, etc. Absolutely. So there's, in every category, you have them, so you can take care of care. Uh, for a while, when we first started, it wasn't well known that sulfates were really stripping through your hair. And sulfates are a chemical that just strips out all your natural oils and the, the things that are beneficial 
and keeping your hair, hair and scalp healthy. So we've never used sulfates. We've always used gentle coconut cleansers. Uh, surfactants, it's hard to go one. We either use totally natural, which we use for the most part in a lot of our products, or we will use naturally derived, which is the majority of our other ingredients. And that, and surfactants, like your cleansers that we use, are very, very mild, naturally derived from coconut cleansers. And so that's hair care. You also have things in one big thing that's starting to come out right now that some people know, and but a lot of people don't realize is these things called folates that are found in fragrances. So the, the fragrance industry is very protected. On a beauty label, if you see the word fragrance, it, right now there's legislation to try to change this, but it's still this way, where you can say fragrance on a label, but that inside that fragrance, you can have whatever ingredient you want inside of that fragrance and label fragrance. That's just the way the label laws work. So fragrances have things called phthalates that mess with your hormones. Or they also have things that are coming out now like forever chemicals. Wow. Chemicals that never leave your body. And so from the get-go, we've always used natural fragrances. Even when we first launched, we were an innovator in the space. We launched an apple lotion and had an apple shower gel. And people thought, how did you do the apple fragrance naturally? There's no way you guys did that. And we figured out a way. We were a pioneer there because we worked with a flavor company that was doing it for food and we told them we want to buy a flavor from you but we actually want you to isolate the fragrance part of it we don't want the flavor we want the natural fragrance side and that's how we got our early fragrances and, and today we're masters at it we can do almost any fragrance naturally and that's one of the big things is in the fragrance the other area where there's chemicals that you might not realize is there's something called incidental ingredients which is a little bit scary because the label laws are if an ingredient is added to one of your ingredients but it's it has nothing to do with the final formula doesn't add anything then you don't need to declare it on your label and a lot of brands we're unique in that we do a lot of our own manufacturing most of the brands out there they will use the same contract manufacturers to make their brands and they don't really know their ingredients that well they're separated from it there's not a lot of transparency there but for us, we look into our ingredients and we say, okay, what's the incidental ingredient here? Are they putting, for example, BHT, it's quite common that ingredient suppliers will put BHT in it to preserve it, but it becomes an incidental ingredient and you don't have to declare it on your final label. So these are things we really dive into. So even as I, I mentioned, the industry is much better than before, but there's still remaining pieces we can still clean up and keep improving on. And of course you have the things like parabens the industry is really cleaned up on the paraben side which is fantastic to see it's still out there but for the most part it's it's starting to disappear that's excellent there's a lot of unknown as well with ingredients some people will say oh this is clean this is not clean so the definition of clean there is none it's kind of a hazy kind of what you consider clean you know uh, retailers are saying this is clean at my retail place this is my definition so everyone has a different definition of clean you got you have to be mindful that there's not just one definition of clean out there and if someone says they're a clean brand they're the same you're going to have two clean brands but they will be one will be more clean than the other so be mindful of that it's, it's complicated <laughs> these three topics that you just discussed i feel like are pivotal 
because no one hears about them. No one knows that fragrance isn't just the smell itself, but that it could consist of dozens, if not hundreds of, of, of chemicals. And I feel like, yeah, we've tackled the paraben issue, the skincare, health, beauty industry, but there's a lot more out there that I feel like are even worse than parabens. And I feel fragrance is definitely one of them. And, you know, I feel very strongly on that because I've reacted. So I'll just tell you, over the past two years, I tried over a dozen brands. I tried everything from Jack Black, Bulldog Skincare, Andy Lee, Kane Austin, Kanuka, Eczema Honey Company. I, I really was not satisfied with any of those. I, at least half of the products I reacted to, which is not good. You're literally one of the few brands that I've enjoyed out of like over a dozen that I've tried and I've reacted to so many. And when I would look at the ingredients, it would I would always find something. And fragrance was a very common one. Right. I'm, I'm with you, Will, because I also have sensitive skin. I react to nearly everything. So I have to watch what I use in terms of that's why I'm so into the ingredients and being careful about what we put in our products. And for sure, even if you're even when you think of fragrance, you can think of your candles. If you like candles, there's fragrance in candles. And then this is getting into your body because you're smelling the fragrance. If that's a synthetic fragrance and maybe you get a headache later, there's a connection there. It could be because of those chemicals in that fragrance. So it's, it goes, it extends from not just skincare, but even to candles. Like we're launching some natural scented candles soon as part of our home care collection. I know. Congratulations. Uh, Deanna was telling me about all the upcoming launches that you have approaching just in time for the holidays, and they all sound amazing. From the home collection, the chocolate collection, <laughs> the cocoa collection. Yes. Yeah, we need, we need to get yes. into everything. So let's start off with this home collection, because that's, you know, that's a yeah. first for you guys. So what does it entail? It is, and I was inspired because when I was in Thailand on a holiday, I noticed how there was all these discarded bottles on just out in the open on in the environment and i thought this isn't really good i wonder if those can be put to another use and given a second life i thought about it i picked up a bottle and i said you know if we if we were able to cut this bottle and then i wonder if there's i bet you they must there must be local artisans making candles in thailand and so i found some local artisans and I got them to buy bottles from people who will go out and they'll pick up bottles from the environment. And then they cut the bottles, they fill them with soy. It's very important the wax you use too. We use 100% soy wax. The wick is even important because a lot of wicks have chemicals. So we'll use the cotton wicks that are unbleached. And then we give the bottles a second life this way. And we make sure our outer packaging as well doesn't include glue. It's glueless, it's recycled material, and it's very tight fitting, so it uses less space is really important. And so it's really a sustainability story, and at the same time, you have the fragrance is entirely natural. It's extremely important with any candle you're lighting. And we made three of them. We made a citrus grove because we've always had citrus in our, li our line. I don't know if you remember, if you look at our body care, you'll, you will always see citrus because citrus is very uplifting. We did a summer sunset. And then we did a forest rain to connect with nature because I'm, I feel very connected with nature and that reminds me of my connection. And then we also launched a pillow spray and oh, the nice. reed diffuser. The, the reed diffuser is along the lines of using a natural fragrance, again, because a lot of reed diffusers out there are using the artificial fragrance, which really isn't good for your body. And so wellness extends beyond just beauty. And that's the important reason why we needed to go into other categories. 
That's amazing. And I'm, I haven't even opened the box yet because I just got it today. But uh, Deanna sent me a big box and I, I can't wait to open it. <laughs> I'm assuming a little bit of everything is in there. So I love this home goods collection because people really don't think. I just feel like when companies are making products, you know, there's always a price to pay when you cut corners. So if you buy a product that's, you know, cheap and, and it looks good and you react to it, you know, I mean, that's the price you pay. And it doesn't just apply to skincare. People are reacting to everything these days. Like even I noticed the candle thing, maybe just because I'm sensitive, but certain candles I react to and others I don't. Right. And at first I thought I was, I'm, I, I'm like, no, I'm like, maybe I just have allergies. But then I started to notice that. So I think this is great. Is this going to be available? Obviously, it's going to be available on the website. But is it going to be available in stores anywhere, the Home Goods Collection? It will be available in our stores and the website. I don't know which retailer uh, we're partnering with to take it at this time. And this so definitely our website, 100% pure. What has just launched on September 30th is the Superfruit Collection. These sound so good. Could you get in to what inspired you to come out with this collection? Yeah, if you think about our brand and found the, the reason we're doing these collections is a lot of going back to our roots and the foundation of the brand. When we created 100% Pure, we wanted to create products that every single ingredient we put into the product has a purpose. There's not going to be any fluff about the line. We're not going to do products that are just like uh, a, a gimmick for fluff. It's, it's going to be something that actually improves your skin, improves your body. And one of the strongest, I would say, ingredients or one of the strongest properties of ingredients to improve your skin is antioxidants. Because you have all the pollution, you have the sun, you have... Um, you know, smoke outside, if there's in California, we have fires. All that is causing free radical damage. And the only way to fight against that is through antioxidants to hold it off. And who has the highest antioxidant value or what, what products, what ingredients have the highest? It's the superfoods. They're known to have the highest work value. And so that's why we just jam-packed these, like the oil, which I love, our superfood facial oil. We used a very lightweight oil as the base which is a sunflower seed oil and then we just packed in all of the superfruit extracts the acai fruit oil the sea buckthorn oil the goji berry seed oil the prickly pear seed oil the pomegranate seed oil the cranberry seed oil all of these are really really high in superfruits they're considered in auric in antioxidants very very high in antioxidants these are the superfruits and we put them all in just in case, I mean, they're all good individually, but we just wanted to make like one extremely powerful, powerful blend. And so we did it the oil, we did a superfruit cream because we really specialize in our moisturizers. It's a top category since we're really good at making natural moisturizers. And we also did a balm because I love balms. It's winter time, your skin could be really dry and balms are excellent at giving you that moisture and and making your rejuvenating your skin. Now, if someone wanted to use the line as part of their daily regimen, um, what cleanser would you recommend using with this? Assuming the step would be cleanse, oil, cream, and then the eye cream. Well, we have our cleanser in the cacao collection coming up. I, I like that one. I've been using that one recently. We also have a cleanser in our rose collection that we launched not too long ago. I would recommend that's great for sensitive skin on the rose line. You can pretty much use 
almost depending on your skin type, almost any of our cleansers. If you're sensitive skin, like for you, Will, I would say try a rose cleanser if you haven't tried it yet. I think you'll love it. Okay. All right. And yeah. Also, and also, you have our Curcal cleanser now, and that one is amazing. That's what I've been using recently. I, I love that because of the moisture that it's adding. That's great. Now I really want to talk about that one because, I mean, I'm intrigued by all three, but that one really piqued my interest. And this one launches on October 28th, which is also National Chocolate Day. Please tell me about this line. Okay, so another, I would say, avenue or or another big thing that we're leaning into is transparency because traditionally in our industry, there isn't a lot of transparency with ingredients. You don't, like I mentioned earlier, you don't know where they're coming from. Brands who partner with a contract lab and they don't know where the contract lab sourcing the ingredients. And I thought, you know, I know that our customers, they, I see the questions they ask because every day, my daily routine, I log on and I read our NPS score feedback from every single customer. Every single day I do this. So I know what our customers want. I, I listen to them and they want to know where the ingredients are coming from. Where is the farm that this ingredient is coming from? And so I really wanted to make sh- I really wanted to find the farms where ingredients are coming from and make products around that. And so when we launched, just going back to the kind of the inspiration behind why did we choose cacao? When we launched, we had a very popular coffee body scrub. And we also, in one of our previous collections, we had a chocolate mask. It was really popular and we discontinued it. It was over 10 years ago. And customers to this day kept asking us for it. And so we thought, you know what? We're going to bring cacao back. But this this time, we're going to find the absolute best chocolate in the world, the most special chocolate we can find, and we're going to use that in the line. And it's going to be good for the planet in the way that when I mean the best chocolate, I mean in a sustainable, ethical, quality, all of the above, everything ticked off on that. And so we found this farm down in Ecuador, and this uh, there's a brand around it called Toac. They actually were able to preserve the single origin cacao plant and they do a lot with sustainability around that and they also they pay above fair wages to their workers as well up to 700 percent wow and uh, we have the uh one of the founders on the call from that uh chocolate I don't know if we call it chocolate company, chocolate factory, chocolate farm, all of the above. He's with us here. He can dive into this change, so he can dive in more to that. But the other thing I want to point out with the products that we did, not only did I want the transparency and bringing back cacao from our roots, but also keeping it simple, keeping the ingredient list simple. So if you take our cacao butter moisture mask, literally three ingredients. It's glycerin, which is a humectant to draw in moisture. And then we mix in cacao extracts, but the extract includes the cacao butter, it includes the cacao powder, and includes the cacao liqueur, and we add in a little bit of vitamin E, natural vitamin E, in there to help preserve and uh, it's beneficial to the skin. So minimalist on the ingredients and transparency straight to the farm of where it's sourced. I love that. I love that. Literally sticking to 100% pure. That's what I like about the brand is it's not a gimmick like all these other brands are. It's Exactly, exactly. You have it. That is exactly. There's no fluff. It's not a gimmick. You got it, Will. And I definitely want to hear from James. I know, James, you've been on this call. Please tell us more. Sure, I'd love to. Well, um, yeah, thank you, Will and, and, and Rick, for the opportunity. I think I'd, I'd just start by 
recognizing the, the alignment between both of our brands, um, you know, listening to Rick talk about how much um, he cares about the, the ingredients and the formulation and the sourcing, that, you know, um, that speaks to, to our heart as well. Um, so Toac is a um, Ecuadorian bean-to-bar chocolate brand. Um, we uh, work with a number of smallholder farmers in Ecuador that we've been working with uh, the past seven years um, to produce single-origin craft chocolate from uh, from tree-to-bar, essentially. And, um, yeah, I'd love to share a little bit about the background of, uh, you know, our backstory and, and, and um, how, you know, some of the, the points that I think are really relevant to the um, skincare and, and, um, and, and personal care industry. Just to start with, our brand, you know, TOAC is, is really connected to its identity uh, as an Ecuadorian brand, and um, there's a few reasons why that's um, relevant or important. Uh, Ecuador is actually considered the birthplace of the cacao plant. Um, many people uh, think that cacao originates from Mexico or Central America. Uh, there was a recent study published in an esteemed academic journal called Nature Ecology and Evolution, which um, identified Ecuador as being the earliest uh, location of the domestication of uh, the cacao plant. Oh, wow. And uh, by, by early cultures in, in Ecuador some 5,300 years ago. So we're talking about, you know, when, when Rick mentions these um, superfruits, cacao is very much one of those superfruits. It's an incredible um, tree and an incredible fruit that cultures and civilizations have understood the, you know, the, the complexity and, and, and the natural beauty and power of this, this fruit for thousands of years and integrated into, into, their, into their cultural um, celebrations in their day-to-day life. Um, so, you know, that, that rich history is, is something that's really important to our own identity and, and how we try to communicate or elevate chocolate to, you know, to a different level. Um, we, it's, it's also interesting perhaps to, to mention that in the late 1800s and early 1900s, Ecuador was um, the largest exporter of cacao in the world and so the country was going through uh, this economic boom and it was on the back of a particular variety uh, of cacao called Nacional which traces its genetic lineage back um, to those, uh, that earliest evidence um, 5,300 years ago. Uh, this particular variety of cacao which is an heirloom variety was, was really famed and then extremely sought after by all of the top chocolate makers and chocolatiers in Europe and around the world uh, because of its complex flavors, uh, complex flavor um, profile, uh, as well as the um, incredible floral aroma that it has. Uh, unfortunately, Ecuador went from boom to bust because around 1916 a disease arrived in the country called witch's broom it's a fungal disease a bit like the disease that attacked the cognac uh, vines in in france and essentially over the course of the next 100 years uh, national cacao went into a, a massive decline for various reasons and by the turn of the 21st century experts believe that the pure national cacao uh, was extinct and, and um, if you think about it for a moment uh, you know losing this treasure that has been celebrated and, and you know uh, enjoyed by, by people in the region for thousands of years uh, would just would be a tragedy and so the, the connection to, to our story 
Chicago and he moved to Ecuador about uh, 13 years ago and started a conservation program. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, it's actually um, growing and, and still operating today. It um, protects uh, some 1,400 acres of uh, coastal rainforests in Ecuador. And, um, you know, the, the, the business and, uh, at COAC is, is very much connected to that as well. And, and actually, you know, the, the products that... Um, 100% pure have, have launched actually directly, um, you know, provide a, a benefit in terms of conservation efforts that, um, that, we're, that we're working on down in Ecuador, which is exciting. Um, but it was on that, um, on that project that Jerry first came across Cacao. And, you know, he, <clears throat> he'd grown up, uh, like most of us, I'd say, eating uh, chocolate as a candy and um, was really blown away by, by the aroma and the complexity of the flavor when he, when he enjoyed it at the farm level. And so that was the inspiration to, to really try and bring that experience to friends and family. And um, we linked up with an Ecuadorian cacao farmer, a fourth-generation Ecuadorian cacao farmer, and he introduced us to a group of farmers in a valley called Piedra de Plata. Uh, we met with those 13 smallholder farmers and they showed us around their, their farms. And uh, they started introducing us to the trees that they, that they cared for. And, you know, they would say, for example, that this tree was uh, planted by their grandparents and this one by their great-grandparents. You know, they, they sort of treated them like family members almost. And it became evident that uh, they had planted a number of these trees before uh, this disease had arrived in Ecuador. And so, to cut a long story short, we asked if we could take uh, some some samples and send them uh, for genetic testing in, in the USDA laboratories. And uh, from a sample of about uh, 30 trees, nine of them came back as 100% genetically pure national cacao. And so that was really like an exciting moment for for us as cacao and, and chocolate geeks. Um, we learned a lot about this legendary uh, variety and, and to know that, you know, we, we were able to um, find some of the few remaining trees was, was really exciting. Um, to give you a sense of how um, rare this variety is, the Ecuadorian government was doing a, a survey around the same time. They tested 11,000 trees across the country and identified seven samples that were genetically pure national. Um, so it's a, it's a variety that is literally on the brink of extinction. And um, from you know from that point, we've uh, worked uh, on conservation efforts, and we've also um, been working closely with the community to um, you know to source cacao from them. Uh, which goes into the chocolate that we make and into um, into the products that, that Rick has been talking about. Um, as Rick mentioned, we um, we also pay the highest prices in the world for the cacao, which we're really proud of. Uh, and of course, the farmers have you know they've all enjoyed um, the, the chocolate themselves. I, I would love to bring them back actually some of the skincare products as well because that would just blow their mind. Um, and it's you know I think that's a really important. Um, element of working with, with with a community of farmers is that it's not just a, a one-way um, you know street or, or relationship that there's um, you know there's a true partnership there and, and they're also able to enjoy um, the products and, and they themselves are incredibly proud um, as farmers and, and you notice that uh, in in the language and the way that they you know that they interact with you they're, they're so proud of um, 
down on, on Toas. Um, you know, we I think we're a, we're a really great partner um, for, for 100% Pure in terms of the, the sourcing um, and, and the ethics behind um, behind the sourcing. That's such an interesting story. And as you were speaking, I had a feeling that you were going to say, like, it's uh, on the brink of extinction. When you confirmed that, I was, you know, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. This is a very, I I mean, I was reading the website before the interview, so I was intrigued about the history uh, already. And the chocolate looks like it's absolutely delicious. But besides that, um, just the history is so intriguing. And the fact that you guys have are able to use this and make it work in skincare, this is a very one-of-a-kind, innovative line. Thank you. I think so. Thank you. I know. I, I could. Th- hey, it's like you're starting a trend because you rarely see. Well, you're never going to see anything like this. I doubt again. Uh, another company like going through, you know, such a meticulous effort. Uh, you never see like chocolate skincare. You just don't see it. So I think this is a great concept. And given how pure this line is, I can't wait to try it. I didn't open my box yet because I just got it today. But would you say this is the most innovative launch that you've had thus far? This is definitely. I would say in a while, this possibly is one of the most innovative launches. I'm trying to think what else would rival it, but uh, for sure, yeah. Um, this is this is also the one I'm most excited about because I really like I like chocolate. Chocolate also has, increases your dopamine, makes you feel really good. Uh, it has that chemical property, and it's very, very, very beneficial for your skin. Just like F.C. James was the one that mentioned that. He said, chocolate is a superfruit. It is. It has a very high mm-hmm. antioxidant value. And it also has cocoa butter in it, which is very good for moisturizing the skin as well. I have a little anecdote about the antioxidants. And so there's um, a, unique, a unique way in which we um, utilize that antioxidant property in, in our chocolate program. We've pioneered the concept of aging chocolate, and we've actually worked with uh, Washington State University on the science uh, behind it, if you like. Um, and so we age chocolate in, in chocolate form uh, in empty whiskey, cognac, tequila, you name it, uh, barrels. Um, and, and that process transfers aroma into the chocolate over a number of years. But what's fascinating is that when we worked with Washington State University, the, um, the team, their ominology team there analyzed the constituency of the, of the cacao and the chocolate, and they told us that they believed we could age the chocolate of upwards of 20-plus years. And so if you think about that, I mean, that's really the antioxidant properties within the chocolate that are preserving it uh, so well over that period of time. Um, and I think that talks to you know, you know, what, it, what it can do to help you. Is aging chocolate to that degree common? Or I would presume no, right? No, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely not common. Um, we've seen a, a little bit of it happening since we really launched um, the program about seven years ago. But, you know, Coac is really the only uh, brand that, that has an established and going chocolate aging program. And at this point, we've been aging chocolate for seven plus years. Um, we're still yet to test the uh, the theory of the team at Washington State. Interesting. And then just to like uh, to just talk about the chocolate itself. If people wanted, people could order it online, and you offer free shipping for orders over fifty bucks in the U in the U.S. and uh, delivery within the U.S. is typically within two to three business days. Correct. Yeah, that's right. We um, all, all of our shipments go out with um, FedEx, either two-day express, or it can 
a lot of our uh, customers are looking for a really special gift, um, either a self-gift, uh, something to enjoy for themselves, or um, a gift for that person that has everything or is, or is really difficult to, to buy for. Gifting someone a, a chocolate experience um, is, is something which usually goes down really well. And I see you are available in stores um, throughout the U.S. I know it's scattered, but you are available in certain stores, primarily in major cities in the U.S. I see here, and then various other countries as well. Like Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, we, we are available in a number of specialty food and wine stores. Well, kudos. I, I'm, like, very impressed. Um, I've always been... I have asthma, so when I was younger, I learned that... So peanut butter would sort of make me, if I had too much peanut butter or things with peanut butter in it, I would have difficulty breathing. But if I had like a lot of chocolate, particularly dark chocolate, believe it or not, it actually helped. And I remember a a doctor bringing this up to a doctor and he told me why. I can't really remember the specific reason, but chocolate does have properties, you know, beneficial properties to it health wise. You know, I think this is great merging it with skincare. So kudos to the both of you. Thank you. We even use the uh, cacao nibs as the exfoliants in the facial scrub. I forgot to mention that as well. So we try to use all the parts of the cacao plant in our skincare. That's insane. I think that's a, a, a really interesting point as well is that, you know, when we, when we eat a bar of chocolate, we're not often thinking about where it, where it comes from, but it comes from a fruit. Um, we're eating the seed of that, of that fruit. And, um, yeah, in, in the collaboration with 100% Pure, we're able to use so many different aspects of, of that plant or that fruit within, within the products. And, uh, yeah, I think it's, a, it's great to, to be able to, you know, respect the plant in that way by, by you know, using a lot of the, the materials. Well, I can't wait to try this line. And I suggest if they're going to try a line from 100% pure, I would definitely, so if they're newbies, to suggest this right off the bat. Because it just seems like such a unique line with a lot of health benefits and something that you're not going to find elsewhere. Now, for I, sure. would and, you recommend this and for... don't forget our body, our body scrub as well. So not just the skincare, but the body scrub is so decadent. You, you would have to include that when you're picking up the skincare. Now, would you recommend this line to a certain skin type or anyone could use it? It's for sensitive skin. So if you have sensitive skin, you can use it. It's, uh, you know, the cacao has a lot of cocoa butter, so it's great if you have drier skin, but it really can be used by anyone that's looking to get that. Then the nice thing about cacao, it's really about the antioxidants and we all need antioxidants. I would say it's formulated in a way where it could be used by nearly everyone, especially those with sensitive skin or dry skin. Okay, and the superfruit line, um, is that geared towards a, a specific skin type as well, or could anyone really use that? Superfruit, anybody can really use it. Again, both of these lines are they're launching right now because it's more of winter time because they're both very, very good for restoring when your skin gets dried out from the weather, the cold weather that's coming, because it's such a powerful, again, antioxidant, like cacao. Uh, some people, you can use it at, at any age, but some people like it for damaged skin. You know, it, it helps restore your skin after you've been out in the sun or the wind and the elements. That's when you want to use it. So if you have skin that's been um, exposed to a lot of elements, Superfruit is really going to help you quite a bit. Now, switching gears a bit, 
I am really intrigued by, and I only found out about this like a few weeks ago, that you guys offer a mystery beauty bundle. So it's very much almost like a setup in a concept that's similar to subscription packages, but it's a mystery. Like people don't know what they're getting. I think that's great, especially for a line like yours, which is, you know, a very uh, health driven line. So how did you what made you want to initiate that concept? Yeah, absolutely. So the mystery beauty bundle, we were thinking about, OK, how how do we how, how can we surprise and delight our customers in a way that they can discover more of our products? Because a lot of our customers will find something they like. And they'll keep buying it again and again and again. How do we introduce some new products? The thing is, we have them build a bundle. They build a bundle, they're still selecting the products they want. Well, what if we did a mystery box? And we made sure in the mystery box that we're putting things that they're going to get excited by when they receive it. It, it, There's going to be something in there that you're going to be very happy you made the purchase on the mystery bundle. We thought, yeah, let's try this and and let's do it. it. It's a way for our company, one of our pillars of strength of... 100% 100% pure is our customer service. So for example, if you're not happy with a product you buy from us and you contact our customer service, we'll tell you keep the product. Give it to a friend. Don't send it back. Don't waste the resources to send it back. You're, you're not happy. Let's find you something else that works. You know, take the chance on us. If you don't like it, you don't pay for it. And we'll find something else that you will like. And with that, we, we just love delighting our customers so the mystery box is like here's another way we can delight our customers and stay as a leader in how we care for our fans and our customers by giving them an experience that's exciting when you receive the box you don't know what's in it you don't know if oh did i just sink my money into buying this mystery box and it's going to be a bunch of things i don't want well that's not our aim our aim is actually we want to, for you to get something that you truly enjoy that you never probably would have thought of buying had you known it was in there and then you enjoy it. I think it's a great concept. Um, and it's it's cute too for like holidays and special occasions and things of that nature if you know like a skincare buff. Everyone suffers from different skincare issues. You know, some people are more sensitive. Some people have more dry skin, oily skin, acne. Some people are concerned with age. Like I posted that I was going to be interviewing you and I had someone ask, what's a good line if someone currently takes Botox and fillers? So I want you to just have the floor and say one line you would recommend for each skincare type. Okay, so acne care, we launched our new tea tree collection, which I was very excited about. It, it really helps balance your skin tone, too, if you have combo skin and maybe you're not acne, but your skin just acts up a lot. It, it helps the tea tree and the ingredients we put into that line really helps even out your, uh, your skin. So that's tea tree line. If you are into Botox and fillers and um, you still need to take good, I know that's a temporary thing when you're using Botox and fillers, you need to take still good care of your skin on top of that. And I would recommend, and if you're doing Botox and fillers, you're probably doing it for a reason, you can correct the underlying cause of that reason or at least minimize it by using a line like the Superfruit line is perfect for that because now you're using the antioxidants. The antioxidants help build back the collagen and um, uh, help rejuvenate your skin. So I would use a superfruit for that. If you are battling, say, dry skin, a lot of us have drier skin and you need more moisture, go for the cacao. The cacao is great at giving you that moisture because of the cacao butter. So I would recommend that line for more dry skin. And uh, am I missing a category there, Will? 
um, oily. Or if you're sensitive, sensitive skin. We can do sensitive. Is our rose collection is great. If you're sensitive and you're worried about which products to get, I would go to the rose because that's very universal. Uh, where we we actually we do a special process in Bulgaria with our rose hydrosol, where it's collected in glass in a glass kettle and steams pumps through. This is how you get hydrosol. But typically, you pump steam at a very high temperature and you're doing this because you're trying to get the oil because the oil is the value. But for our hydrosol, we just want the hydrosol. We're not trying to get the oil on the hydrosol byproduct. So we pump a steam at a lower temperature, which actually keeps all the more of the properties of the rose inside the hydrosol. So the rose line is very good for sensitive skin and, and has a bunch of nutrients within that. And uh, we also have, oh, one more. If you have, maybe you have uh, rosacea or you're battling rosacea or you're battling uh, redness. So we have our matcha line, which is, we partnered with an organic farm in Japan for that line. And we have a mask and a cleansing balm. So that one is great. If you suffer from some irritation and redness, the matcha is very soothing. Oh, wow. And then uh, there's so many different skin types, so many different skin types out there. Everyone is unique. There are, right? Is it, And then uh, the last one would be oily. Like if someone has oily skin. So if you have oily skin, you can try our tea tree line. It, that helps balance on the oily skin. I know some people with oily skin have used that. So it may be a little intense. You want to try it out and see. You can actually, don't be afraid. A lot of people with oily skin are afraid to use oils and serums, and they're missing out of a very important step in their skincare regime. Don't be afraid to use an oil or a serum if you have oily skin. You can try it just a drop or two at a time. It's it's nutrients for your skin. You need it, and it will help balance. And your skin will produce less oil because you're giving it a little bit extra on top. So it's not like you're adding oil, and now your skin's producing oil, and now it's even more oily. That's not how it works. All right, so that's very, very important. And because these products are so fresh, you know, so natural and pure, their shelf life is, instead of 12 months, it's typically six months, correct? After opening? Shelf life, yeah, after opening. Typically with skincare and makeup, for that matter, I would recommend try to use it up in three months. Ours can last six months, but, you know, over time, as with any ingredients, it gets less and less potent over time as it oxidizes. So you want to use it up sooner. We sometimes put six months if it can, we feel it can last six months and still provide most of the benefits to you during that period. Now, how long do, because I know this varies from company to company, how long do your products last um, unopened? It depends on the product. It can be anywhere from two to three years. Typically, what causes a product to degrade when it's on the shelf are two things. One is if it has water, that like a water element. So some things like our superfruit balm has no water in it. So it's not going to go bad very easily. It's tightly, uh, in, it's enclosed with a cap on it, never opened. It, it will last much longer, you know, three years. We'll say three years and probably longer than that, but, um, you know, we'll give it a three years. But if you have a product like a cream, a cream is a blend of, say, aloe juice, which is a water element, and an oil, your preservative system, our natural preservative systems are only going to hold up to a point before you know, the product's going to start to separate and no longer perform. And so that could be anywhere from two to three years. Um, typically, typically we've gotten so good at formulating now. When we started, it used to be one to two years. We have most products to three years, a few at two years. That's great. 
And that's very good for people to know. Drunk Elephant's having a little bit of an issue right now with their vitamin C serum because having to rebrand it because it would go bad very quick, even unopened. People would like keep keep it for like X amount of months and then they'd open it and it'd go bad. And I had to do a story about them. So that's why that question was very important. Um, I noticed people were curious about how what's the shelf life before you open a product. So thanks for answering that. And Absolutely. It's like an apple. When you cut open an apple and leave it out, it starts turning brown. That's oxidation. And so just like James alluded to, the cacao is high in antioxidants. That's why you can age it without it decaying. So we pack a lot of antioxidants in our products to help. There's, it actually helps with the preservation, having that level of antioxidants. And the same with vitamin, vitamin C tends to oxidize very easily. That's why most vitamin C products, including ours, are in amber containers to keep the light out. Oh, okay. All right. That's good to know. Because I did notice that with with the serum and with the mask. Okay, that makes sense. Good. You guys really pay attention to detail. Kudos. Oh, we do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the details are really important. Oh, man. You gave me so much good material to work with. Thank you for answering all of my questions. And, you know, I have a lot of respect for you, especially learning about your story and, you know, the backstory behind the brand. So. Thank you. And thanks for my box. I, I'm like, I can't wait to open it. <laughs> You're going to enjoy it. I know it. Yeah, I'm probably going to, I'm going to open it right after we get off this interview. I'm going to open it on Instagram and I'll tag you guys in the story and all awesome, of that. Awesome. Cool. But thank you great, so great. much, Rick. Thank you so much, James. I want to go to Ecuador and do a tour <laughs> after reading the website and hearing. Yeah, I'm going down. You're most welcome. Yeah. yeah you guys have to come down and visit. You'll love it. I'd love to. And uh, you have to come back, uh, Rick, the next time you have like another launch coming up. And I'm assuming love to 2022. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. This was fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And keep keep me up to date with like all the launches and everything, because the next time you have like another launch, let's, you know, do this all over again. Cool. Sounds fun. I'm excited about it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy we were able to make it work. Um, thanks so much for your time, Will, and I'll definitely keep you posted on future launches. Perfect. Thanks so much, guys. Make sure to pick up the latest issue of Out in Jersey Magazine to read Will Love's monthly music memo. Find out the hottest albums available on shelves and streaming platforms now.